Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. Thank you, Pastor Wainwright. We are really honored to have Alexi and Alexei and Tonya. Now, let me get this right. Pankovi? E? Oh, forget it. Anyhow, I'll, I'll introduce them individually. Russian language is complex. Alexei Pankov. Antonia Pankova, or something like that. So she's got a different last name than him. And when you talk about them together, it's even a different last name. So they can explain all of that. But anyhow, this is a fine, fine couple. Uh, Alexei is a Russian, and uh, Tonya is a Canadian-Russian, born here in Saskatchewan, and serving God in Siberia. My grandfather, uh, during the revolution, was taken uh, prisoner as a teenager for his faith. And he always talked about Siberia. And he was in northern Siberia, and his job was to uh, find all the dead bodies in the morning and dig burial graves for them, put the bodies in and fill the graves. So Siberia is something I've heard about all my life, but I've had the privilege of visiting them, and uh, the work they are doing is astonishing. Their faithfulness is something God is rewarding. So before they come, uh, we're going to watch a video that will get you to know their land and their country a little bit, and then they're going to come up. And when they come up, you give them a warm welcome to the neighborhood. But uh, watch the video first. This video is, shows a typical Altaian grandmother. Um, in Russian, she would be a babushka. And, but I do want to clarify, I don't milk cows. I never have in my life, and I'm not really too crazy about doing it. So, um, yes, but, so that gives you an idea of life in the villages uh, of, our, of our region, right? So, hope you enjoyed the video. Uh, my name's Tonya, as you heard already. That's Alexei. We're, we don't have time to go into, you know, sharing the story of, you know, how we ended up there, how we met, because a lot of you have heard that already. But I will clarify, because Pastor John mentioned about our names, and probably a lot of you are confused, which is totally fine, because I was confused, too, when I first <laughs> moved to Russia. So, he's Pankov. His last name is Pankov. Um, but because of the Russian language... And you can, uh, my husband can correct me or add anything if I, if I don't say this right, but because of the Russian language, uh, how the language is, I would be Pankova. Just add an A at the end. Pretty easy, right? Like, so for example, whatever, like, give me a last name. What's it, like, so my sister, she's Andrews, but she would be Andrews Ah. That doesn't, that sounds weird. Okay, I, I was wrong, but <laughs> to give you an idea, but she's not, that's a Canadian. And just to, anyway, so, but if we're together, if you were talking about, oh, the Pankovs, right, we had an S, that's what we do in, 
uh, in our country, in English, but you would add this, this funny sound. <laughs> can, you, <laughs> can you do that? Uh, they, don't, they don't want to try not that. Vie. It's not V. It's a, it's so just, it's, a vowel, it's a letter in Russian, and it's a sound that even after 17 years of living there, I still can't get. So the word for cheese, like the word for, well, cheese, just that word is very easy, but the word in, in Russian for cheese has that. Can you say it again? Yeah. Sir. I still can't do it. Every time I say that word, my friends laugh at me because I'm, whatever. Uh, anyway. But it's really good to be back here. Um, I think it's been a couple years or maybe even three years since we've been to a service at Neighborhood. We, um, if I'm shaking, it's just because I'm a little bit cold. We were out at Martinsville for the outdoor service, which was really nice to be at, and then hopped in the car and quickly drove over here. Um, so let's get on with <laughs> Okay, I'm, I, we decided you're going to listen mostly to Alexei today just because... Um, just because that's what we decided. So you can listen to his accent. Uh, but I'm, I wanted to share with you a few updates um, for a few minutes, right? Of just in the end, as I share these few updates, highlights, I don't know, testi mini testimonies, I guess you could call it, of, of what's been going on in Altai, it's basically uh, what underlines all of that. The, the few things I want to share with you is just, again, God's faithfulness and provision uh, and timing of everything, because uh, so to give, just I want to start with our our team, our ministry team. So for a long time, it was just the two of us. Uh, when, you know, when we planted our church, when we had our young church plant, uh, new church plant, I wanted to say about six years ago or seven ish, give or take. And in, so this will get you excited. I hope it does, because it gets me excited and very grateful and extremely. Uh, humble when you think of it. So the fact that we can be here uh, now, in where are we? In Canada, in Saskatoon. <laughs> the fact that we can be here now and not have to worry about anything, what's happening back home, basically, is huge. And I'm not, I'm not going to get emotional. I'll say that for later, but I, I'm, okay, I will. Forget it. I will. <laughs> because that's just who I am. But it, it is, it's exciting because, well, for many reasons, because when you do, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath. When you do when you're doing everything right, the two of you, and you get you get overwhelmed and and frustrated, and all the other kind of things that come along with that. When the things used to be happening, and you're praying for right a team and for people, and then they're not showing up, and you're like, well, Lord, send someone to be on our team. And then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden, six, seven years later, but time has flown by. Now we have three other couples, um, right besides us, three other couples that form a team. I'm waiting for an amen. So thank you. Good. And that's, but that's nothing to do at all, at, literally at all with anything. Thank you. I appreciate that. It has nothing to do at all with what Alexi and I have been doing other than just walking out in, in the calling, right? That, that God has put it on our lives, which is what um, actually what Alexi is going to preach about in a few minutes. But I say that to give glory to God, and I say that to bring attention to just his faithfulness and provision. Because when, when we were praying for a team, we didn't, we didn't imagine it'd be such an amazing team, right? I don't know what, if he would agree with me, but I didn't realize that he would bring three more couples, that each of those couples, basically, the best way to say it is their giftings, uh, and each of this family, their giftings are exactly where our giftings are not. And we just fit together very, very well. Um, 
Um, so, and I'm going to move on to the next because I don't have time to go into detail. But uh, you know, so even just it's, so it's Sunday nights at home and not tired. Now it's probably everybody's sleeping. It's middle of the night there, but you know, the fact that we woke up this morning and had messages from our team, our other you know assistants and other ministry leaders had messages that telling us that they had amazing church service and that everything went well and there was a new family and and so on and so on. That, that, that gets us excited. We can, basically, we can not be flustered like I usually am, and we can take a deep breath and be thankful and rest in knowing that, you know, things are happening and because it's not all up to us anyway. That's what we need to remind ourselves. And another big thing, are you ready for another amen? I hope, okay, so last July, so uh, July of 2018 was when we started to use uh, the new building, which you'll see in this presentation, you'll see some pictures. Um, we were able to start using it. The, the church hall is, it's not as big as this one, but it's a good size. It's on the main floor. We are, have been using that for services since last July. Um, the bathrooms are in on the, on the main floor, on the second floor because uh, it's a two-story brick building. The second floor, um, already a few sun, couple Sunday school rooms are ready. We, Alexei has now his office. Um, just a couple weeks ago, right, Alexei and a few other people from the church, some of the ladies, uh, I couldn't help them because I was here, but they all went and they were painting. So work is being done, and um, it is exciting because where we live, you never know when you're renting, uh, just to give, it's not like in Canada. I mean, it's it's Russia, right? So things are very different. But when you're renting a, a hall or a, a building or some or any some any sort of public meeting place, and the government officials just you know suddenly don't like it that we're pastors and we're not orthodox or the landlords are tight are tired of us, they just literally they'll just say das vidanya, that's goodbye. They'll just tell you you got to be out tomorrow and. Where do we have church and where do we gather? So the fact that we have this um, building is, um, you know, a testimony to God's faithfulness and provision and to, and also it's whether you knew this or not, or part of uh, you as a church have been part of that because over the years, Neighborhood Church has done, um, what's the word in English? (laughs) Has given immensely, um, you know, financially and through your prayers. So I wanted to make sure, and I, to say that, that personally that, so there, there it is. It's, it'll look different ev- uh, from the outside eventually once we get everything done. But you as a church have been a huge um, influence and help in, in this huge project. And if I'm forgetting anything, Alexi can fill that in. Oh, our, he's looking at me saying, kids, kids, kids. What kids? Our kids. That's right. I wanted to, okay, that's what I was going to start with. We'll back up. A personal update. Um, is that our so our two teenage boys, our oldest, he's we adopted him about seven years ago, right? 2012. He just turned 19. His name is Dimitri, but he goes by Dima. He's uh, here in Canada with us. Well, they both are, but he's been with in Canada with me for about a month. Was able to be out at Living Waters Camp and has made some new friends. And he's he's getting really really confident in his in his English. And actually, to the point, at, well, not because of that, but because of meeting new friends, and he loves being in Canada. I guess now he's talking about, has some big plans to move here, so we'll, who knows? We'll see what happens with that. And then just on Friday, so Alexei's only been, he seems to be doing really well, considering him and our other son, Losha, uh, just arrived in the country Friday evening. So it was exciting. Uh, Friday at, what was it, 6 p.m., my parents, 
And Dima and I were at the airport, and there was a lot of hugging and a little bit of crying done by me. But So I'm happy that they're in the country now with us. And Losha, our second son, he'll be, actually, he'll be 16 very soon. In a couple of weeks is his birthday. So, yeah, our boys provide us a lot of, what's the right word? Humor in our house. And I didn't grow up with brothers. I just grew up with one sister. So uh, it's been really eye-opening for me. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that, yeah. But our boys, yeah. They're good. They're a lot of fun. They, I, sometimes when I'm out just with the two of them and Alexi's not with this, I walk, I get them on each side and I tell them that I have my own personal bodyguards and not that I need any. That's just a... <laughs> so, um, right? Did I forget anything? No. Uh, so I said about the building. Oh, he said that's all. So <laughs> my time is up. He knows I like to ramble. You're going to really, you really see our personalities coming out because, you know, but I, I, yeah, I'll let him carry on. And I do want to say thank you um, for me personally, just for over the years, for your friendship, your support financially and through prayers. And um, we were just on the drive over here, actually, from Martinsville. We were remembering Pastor John when him and Donna, I can't even remember what year it was, several years ago when they were in Altai. And they were doing, um, we were doing an evening like Bible school, right? Basically, classes in our church. And they were doing Goliath, right? David and Goliath. Sorry. It was actually a teens club, and uh, we asked Pastor uh, John and Donna to participate. So, and there was a highlight for us, and that's what we always remember: that Donna was sitting on Pastor John's shoulders, and they were pretending being a Goliath. <laughs> so they were sharing the story of David and Goliath. So, kids remember that. <laughs> they, yeah, and they, that's what it was, right? They'll, so those kids and youth that were there, they always remember as the tall, very tall pastor with his. Not so tall. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don is not here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so watch what I say anyway. But you know what I mean. He's lo- uh, sitting on top of his shoulders. And so that was a highlight. But we do appreciate you coming. And we hope you come back to visit again. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah, I'll continue if you oh, don't and, mind. Uh, sorry. And we have these brochures. Uh, after the service, you're welcome to come and say hi and take one of these. It just gives you a little bit more of details of what's been happening in Altai. What ministries we're involved in, and, and so on. So, Thank you very much. Um, I want to continue sharing a little bit more uh, about the ministry in Altai. You can see the pictures. They'll just continue going on and on. Um, but another uh, huge highlight is uh, that starting basically um, July of uh, last year, God opened us doors to go to villages. Uh, and uh, like I just want you to understand the republic, like where we live. It's uh, only there is only one city, Gornautaisk, and the rest are villages. And people who live in the city has connections or relatives in the villages. And Altaians are very family oriented, so uh, they basically will be connected to every relatives they have, and the families are big. Uh, so uh, just last year. Uh, like actually, two years ago, a lady became a Christian in our church, uh, and she she used to have uh, troubles. Um, I don't know how to explain. Basically, she was a demon possessed, and once in a while, she would become very strange. She wouldn't remember what, what uh, after this kind of accident. She wouldn't remember what happened, but she becomes uh, she was becoming very strange. Almost killed the children. So, uh, some people from our church asked if we could visit her. 
uh, and pray for her. And when we came, we shared, started sharing gospel to her, and she became very weird. Her eyes became very like like a glass. And uh, she started talking to us in man's voice with a different language at that moment. So we started praying and casting demon away. After that, she accepted Christ. And there was her mother watching it all in the different, sitting in a different room with the door opened. And she was so confused about it and uh, slowly started coming to church uh, watching us. Uh, and a few months later, because she saw her daughter being completely different, uh, and became like she really became a different person. She stopped drinking. She uh, the, this accident never happened to her anymore. Uh, so they invited us to come to the village. And at the same moment, it was July of last year, uh, five or seven people accepted Christ in that village, and we started a new house church. It's and this house church is about 150 kilometers away from us. Then later, a little bit later, another lady came to Christ. Uh, she was uh, fighting with the idea of becoming a Christian, uh, but finally she gave up and accepted Christ, and her life completely changed, so she started calling her relatives, who lives about 300 kilometers away, and sharing our sermons on the phone. So finally they said, why don't you come to the village? We came to the village, and about five or six people again accepted Christ, and every month we go to that village and share uh, the word and pray for them. And then another lady called and said, I have relatives in another village, which is also about 300 kilometers away. So we have about five, uh, four uh, house churches, uh, and this is very exciting. Like, uh, we need to travel to those places, but more and more doors got open, got opens for us. Another highlight is uh, for a long period, uh, we were forbidden to work with uh, social department or schools, educational department, just because I'm, uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, but a few months ago, I had a call from a psychologist who works uh, with prison workers and asked if I could come and uh, teach about uh, parenting. And just uh, last year, I've got a degree in psychology for that kind of a purpose, to have the opportunity to get in into social department and educational department. So I did a seminar on parenting, and, she, and everybody liked it, and they asked, can you come again uh, with other seminars? I already had two seminars, and now they are thinking of uh, inviting 200 uh, prison workers, or maybe not at one, okay, uh, at one event, but... Uh, have different events for 200 uh, prison workers uh, that we could talk about different um, uh, problems. And uh, I, I told them that I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian, and I said, it's okay, you can share a little bit <laughs> about that too. So I ask you to pray for these new uh, open doors. Uh, actually, here's a picture of that letter uh, seminar we had uh, with the prison workers. Um, uh, Another thing, uh, another highlight for the ministry is um, we were praying for a very long time to start the rehab center. Alcoholism is a huge problem in Altai. Any village you go, you will see basically uh, drunk people in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. So it doesn't matter what, day or what time of the day, you see somebody being drunk. And we were praying God to open us this door to start the rehab center. So here's the miracle. Uh, when I, we were praying about it and I was announcing that we were looking for a land, one man stood up and said, I know somebody who is selling at 29 hectares of the land, uh, very cheap. Would you like? 
I said, yes, we do. And he offered the land which was on the direction we were prayed for, like towards Barnau and Bisk uh, cities, a uh, little bit away from Gornautai. So we have a land right now of um, 29 hectares, and we are in the process of building a rehab center. Uh, we took a loan from POC to pay for this, but we are hoping God will completely provide it uh, to cover all the costs. And... Uh, the, um, we want to start not just a rehab center for uh, drug addicts or alcohol addicts people, but also we want to start uh, a kind of um, farming business that uh, people in the rehab center will be uh, self-supported. Uh, we want to provide jobs for those who will uh, be going away from, uh, who would finish the program. And also we want to start a business on this land to... Uh, in the future to support local missionaries going to the villages or in other towns to start churches. So I want to ask you to pray for uh, this vision, and I believe God will open uh, more opportunities for us. Um, so this is uh, some highlights about uh, what God was doing in Altai. And again, I want to say uh, thanks to, uh, thank you for your faithfulness in praying for Altai. Uh, this is not that what we are doing, because if it wasn't God, <laughs> there would be nothing happening. And uh, we are not doing very much. Like what I, when I see what's happening here, I'm more excited because there's more things going on. <laughs> uh, uh, and I want to thank you for uh, your encouragement with the, what, what, what you're doing here in Canada. And I also want to thank you for your prayers, uh, because when you pray, something happens in the spiritual world, and the victory comes to the land of Altai. And thank you for your support, uh, because with the finances you sent, we can do much more there. So thank you very much for the participation in this uh, work and ministry. And I hope it encourages you, what we showed to you right now. Uh, and I believe God will do much more. I want to share a little bit from the scripture right now. And it's connected to what Pastor John was saying in the beginning. Uh, I will actually quote some of the verses he did, uh, he, uh, he quoted before. Uh, and, but I want to start with Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. And it says here, We are created in Jesus Christ to do good works. Well, uh, which God pre uh, prepared in advance for us to do. This verse says that we all, not only Pastor John and the uh, staff in Neighborhood Church, we all created to do something. We all created to do good works, and God prepared it for us in advance. So he had a plan and a vision for us to do something. There's another uh, nice verse which uh, is in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, God works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purposes. Again, it talks about purposes and work God has for us. And God put in our hearts the will, and he basically pushes us into the action. But it all starts with our character. This is one of the good works God wants us to do, is to change our character. And we can't change it ourselves. He changes in us. He wants us to share the gospel, to go and spread the word about Jesus who saves people. In Micah uh, chapter 6, verse 8, it says that uh, God's will for us is to uh, love mercy, uh, love justice, and walk humbly before him. 
God has a work for us to do, and he, wanted, he wants it to be evident for everybody. As in John 15, it says, uh, who abides in him bring fruit. So talking about uh, good work and God's uh, purpose for us, I want to say one statement. You can't be a Christian and not do anything for God's glory and kingdom. If you're a Christian, you will be doing something. Not just some events, not just coming to the church. You, you will be obvious as a Christian uh, for other people. People will know he's a Christian because he's totally different, because he's doing something what not everybody does. And he's Christian because when I talk to him, he cares about me and he prays for me and he shares God's love with me. Uh, he helps uh, when I'm in need. So he's different. And he does something different what other people don't do all the time. Sometimes God puts in us certain desires. As for us, uh, when we came to Altai, God put uh, now hard to start a Bible school. And Pastor John, like several, seven or ten years ago, joined us and teaching at that Bible school. Then God put in our heart that we need to start a church in the city. And we start doing this. Uh, we were praying for the villages, and God started opening the doors for us for the villages. And it's okay. It started with the desire God put in our hearts. And probably God already put a lot of desires into your heart to do something. And it's all the work God uh, prepared for us to do. If you looked in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, what Pastor John quoted, it says, you, when you uh, receive spirit, Holy Spirit, you will be my witnesses. Uh, and you will witness to the to people in Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. In Matthew chapter 28, uh, verses 19 and 20, he, uh, Jesus repeats basically the same idea that he sends his disciples to become, uh, no, not to, to make uh, disciples in the world, uh, sharing gospel. God had vision for apostles. God has vision for you. Did apostles accomplish uh, the task God gave them uh, in fullness. Like, did they go to the end of the earth? Did they reach every nation and make disciples in every nation? Did they? No, they didn't. And besides that, they suffered. They were persecuted. They were even killed. And you know, if you act your faith, like every Christian needs to act the faith because it comes out of our heart. We, we can't be quiet about Jesus because he saved us. And we can't do, do uh, anything. We can't... Uh, how to say it in English? Basically, we can't... <laughs> I'm confused with English right now. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't preached for two years in English. <laughs> so it's a little bit... Uh, yeah. I hope you understand me. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, um, if we have faith in Jesus, we need to act it out. And if, if we act it out, we'll have problems. And that's the truth. <laughs> Apostles had problems all their life. If you read the uh, book of Acts, you see that anywhere they go, they have problems. <laughs> and they were threatened and um, Sometimes they couldn't uh, even continue certain things, especially when they were killed. And if you see the other lives, you can see that they didn't reach uh, the task God gave them in fullness. But they were still going on and on. 
When we started the ministry in Altai, uh, first it was successful. We, we saw some fruit. Then, because I was a pastor, I was forbidden to go to schools, to prisons, to, uh, to work with social department. They just thought, we don't want you anymore. We, uh, we were doing some Christmas program uh, for kids and invited after the program, we invited parents to come to the church. So parents complained about it, <laughs> although we did everything legally. Uh, they complained about it, and then they almost started a trial against me because how come I was a pastor and doing the uh, program for kids and then inviting parents to the church, which we actually did everything uh, legally. But anyway, they stopped the, uh, this kind of uh, persecution and the trial they want to start. Um, also, for a period of time, like after we started the church, we saw some growth, but then the growth, growth ended, and hardly new people were coming to church. We still were evangelizing. We were praying and fasting and waiting. Uh, nobody would come. Even some people started leaving the church. <laughs> so we were really confused. <laughs> what are we doing here in Altai? Uh, there were some people who... Uh, were betraying us. Even last year, our church was robbed. We come on Sunday, uh, we come on Sunday to our church, and uh, I was the first person who comes to the church in the morning. And instead of opening the door, I see, I see the door next to the entrance. <laughs> and uh, so some stuff was stolen to the church. And we are, again, we were thinking, Lord, why is it happening? No, no, nothing is uh, happening in our ministry. We, uh, for several years, we felt like we want to quit because we didn't see any fruit, and I was already asking uh, God, Lord, why are we here? Shouldn't we move away? <laughs> Maybe we should quit this ministry and just pass uh, the baton to somebody else <laughs> who's maybe better than we are. And I was praying several times and saying, Lord, I want to leave. I don't want to stay here. It was hard for us. It was hard emotionally because we hadn't any relatives near nearby. Uh, and uh, even our uh, co-workers in Russia, they are about 4,000 kilometers away from us. So uh, I was praying and saying, Lord, please take us away from Altai. We prayed several times, and God never answered. So I said, Lord, maybe we can do something else. <laughs> Again, he didn't answer. And uh, I thought, okay, if God is not answering... But in the beginning, he called us to come to Altai, and now he's not answering. Probably we should stay here <laughs> and shouldn't go anywhere. Uh, and we decided to stay. Although we had all these difficulties in our ministry. Uh, disciples uh, also had uh, difficulties, as I mentioned before. But what did they do when they had difficulties uh, in the ministry? They did at least three things. They prayed. If you look at the book of Acts, they constantly prayed. They were fasting and praying, and God would direct them and teach them and open new doors or even close certain doors and redirect them to somewhere else. When uh, Apostle Paul came to Ephesus, as I understood, he had no uh, fruit for about three years. And only after three years, he had some revival when people started to come to Christ. So first thing apostles were doing in the troubles and the ministry, they were praying. Secondly, they were faithful. And the word faithful uh, comes from word faith. It's the same in Russian. It means you, what, what is faith? It's something you see 
uh, in the future, you see the results uh, which should come uh, true, but they might not, you might not have these results right now. And they knew that Earth, people in the Earth will be saved. And they were going forward to spread the gospel. And as in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. God give a trust to all of you. Did he? He did. He did give you a trust to reach people in Saskatoon, to reach people uh, who are your neighbors, who are in your work. He gave you a trust in the ministry of your church. He gave you a trust of, I don't know, something else he put uh, uh, in, in your heart. And he wants to see you uh, being faithful. Third thing apostles did, they were active. They prayed, they were faithful, and they continued to do what God called them to do. And as a result of the ministry, we can see right now that gospel is still being spread all over the world. It's in Canada, it's in Russia, it's in remote villages of uh, Altai, it's in China, it's in Mongolia, it's everywhere. Just because apostles were praying, they were faithful, and they were active. And just because Christians like you are praying, they're faithful, and, they're, and you are active. And for this period of years when we felt like nothing is happening, we continued to pray. And uh, we continued to being faithful with what God wanted us to do. And as a result right now, we see these new house churches. And we had nothing to do with this. It's just people ask, please come. God saved somebody, changed their lives, and they ask, please come. And we come, share the gospel. This is the thing God called us, each of us, to do. And the house church started. We had a good team. We have a good team right now. Not only the three couples who joined us, but also God raised people in our church. God opened doors for us for a help center. And we only dreamt about it. But somehow it all happened. And what we've learned is that God has its own time for everything. God has time for things he put in your heart to reach somebody. And you're probably sharing the gospel to your neighbor for, already, for decades, and still nothing is happening. Be faithful and pray for them. Share God's love with them. I heard the story of a man who, were, who was praying for his friend for 50 years. He died. His friend still wasn't a Christian. But at the funeral, he accepted Christ. So it's good to die knowing that your friend will become a Christian at your funeral. <laughs> so maybe pray about it. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> but I'm just trying to encourage you. Continue to do what God's put in your heart. Continue to pray. Continue being faithful and being active because the results will come one day. Right now, if you gather everybody in our church, it would have about 60 people. You might think, okay, it's still a small com community, a uh, small church. Yes, it is. But we're so excited. <laughs> because we see new people being, uh, becoming Christian. Just in June, we had 11 people being baptized. Never happened before in our church. And we thank God for that. Uh, God probably, I know that God puts vision and desires in your heart. Just Go and do it. Even if 
it's dark in front of you. If you if, uh, even if everybody is against you. But God has a call for you, for your life. If you don't know what call he has for you, ask him. He knows. And he will show it to you. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.